0: interesting how god puts things together and um, talking about mercy and and we certainly need his mercy you ever hear the term i'm taking to the woodshed <laughs> that's where you're going this morning and uh one <laughs> you would be aware of i buckle up and uh, we're going to the woodshed and uh you that are familiar with that terminology it generally means that uh chickens have come home to roost and uh, it's it is now that opportunity of paying for the difficulty that's coming our way and that's really what revelation three is all about he's taking this church to the woodshed he's he's explaining some stuff to them and uh, he's getting ready to just talk some pretty tough words you know and sometimes we need that you know sometimes we need some pretty tough words uh, to deal with us and you know so many times you know we live in a society that's so fr- they so afraid to take a stand on anything you know, because of the, of the of the what may happen if you take a stand. Well, I can tell you, if you take a stand, you've got to stand against stuff if you're standing for something. And as difficult that may be, you need to understand that. Uh, so that's 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 the thing that we're dealing with. Uh, the Bible's real clear about that. And here in the book of Sardis, uh, I'm sorry, of Sardis. Yes. <laughs> okay, I got it. And uh, here in the book of Revelation. Uh, We see that uh, the Lord is dealing with this church, and as we read about this, what you need to understand what's going on here, uh, they've kind of reached a dead end as a ministry. Uh, You may have come here this morning, and that's where you are. You know, you're still functioning. I mean, it looks like everything's okay. It's amazing how long we can go like that, where everything really looks okay. I mean, everything seems to be okay, but it really isn't. And you you may be here this morning, and you're at a dead end, maybe, when it comes to your relationship with your children. You're really at a dead end with that. Or maybe you, as an individual, we've talked about growth and change, and that's not happening in your life. And so, maybe that's where you are this... Uh, this morning or maybe in your marriage you know you're really at a dead end there and you know you're still kind of going through the motions or a career whatever it may be but you've come here this morning and you know you're kind of at a dead end and maybe when it comes to your walk with the Lord you know I'm afraid what happens today uh, in churches all over our country is that people play a game and it's called church and we kind of go through the motions don't we We kind of you know we say the things we're supposed to say and you know smile when you're supposed to smile and you know make the right comments and all that kind of stuff but but inside there's no passion uh, inside there's no real you know connection with God it's just kind of a Religion. We're just religious. And we see here in the book of Revelation, they were dealing with that. And, and I can imagine when this message was being preached, I, I'm sure there wasn't a lot of smiling faces in the congregation. Uh, I'm sure there was a lot of gasp. Uh, you know, there's nothing like truth to kind of sober you up, if you will. And so this is what's going on here. If you look there, if you have your Bibles or your iPads or your phones, take them out. And uh, let's look at the book of Revelation and chapter 3, verse 1. And here's what he says, that under the angel of the church of Sardis write, These things say he that hath the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know thy works, that thou hast a name, that thou livest and are dead. Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. For I have not found thy work to be perfect before God. Remember, therefore, how thou hast received and heard, and hold fast and repent. If therefore thou shalt not watch, I will come on thee as a thief, and thou shalt not know what hour I will come upon thee. Thou hast a few names, even in Sardis, which have not defiled their garments. And they shall walk with me in white, and for they are worthy. And he that overcometh the same shall be clothed in white remnant. And I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my father. And. Before his angels, and he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith in the churches. Father, we come to you this morning, and we have to admit as we read these scriptures, and it's difficult, Father, not to take it personal. And we understand that the scripture was just not written to Sardis, but it's also all scriptures given by inspiration of God is profitable. We we know that, Lord. And so this morning I pray as we begin this uh this journey uh into this lesson uh god we we do so not to we don't want to walk out here discouraged we want to walk out here encouraged and and god there's folks that are here this morning that have reached some real dead ends in their life i mean just whether it's personal or with their families or career uh god i just pray that uh as we walk out of this place this building this morning we'll walk out with some word from the lord with some beginnings of healing with some uh, turning some things around and so god i I pray you'll help us now we need your help we pray in jesus name amen as we look at the scripture here and we realize that he had a message for the church here in sardis it's a message that we need today don't give up wake up you know don't give up don't say well you know we can't get it done Uh, you need to wake up you need to realize that that god wants you to come back alive and you may be here this morning and you're really struggling with uh your relationship with god and you know we talked about other things and on and, and uh, maybe it's been a long time since you had any joy of the lord you hear people talk about it but you don't really have it and all. and so this lesson is to move us into that into that direction uh, uh, we want to revitalize to bring back alive if you will and and i think there's one thing that's going to reach this world for god is folks that are believers behaving like believers believing what the word says and letting it affect their lives are you with me on that I mean letting this stuff I mean this is what God says and letting it really have an impact on our life and our everyday life and so you may be here and you need your the joy back in your life or you need to bring the faith back into your life or uh, maybe your marriage needs to get back into life or the ministry whatever it may be uh, there's some things that you walked in here this morning that that kind of are in neutral you know You're not going forward, you're not going backwards, you're just kind of neutral. What a very difficult place to be in. And so, this morning, as the Lord deals with this church, and I think it's very important to understand who's doing the teaching here Jesus is doing the teaching. And so, probably, we ought to listen to what He has to say. And He's giving us an observation. Uh, He may not be sending you a note, but He's the one that looks at your life and evaluates what your life is like. And so, over the next couple of times, I'm going to speak to you about here in Revelation chapter 3. I want to, there's there's three prayers that we need to pray. And we're going to look at one of them this morning and really goes well with the lesson that we have. The first prayer is this, Lord, help me to see the gaps in my life. You know what I found to be the case personally? I would rather deal with your problems than my problems. Are you with me on that? You know, I'd rather be dealing with your difficulty than my difficulty. But the thing I'm asking you to do this morning is to take the message personal. We, are, we want you to walk out of here and take this personal. We want you to understand that these things are true. There are some gaps in your life. And, and this is the thing that I want to encourage you this morning. I, I want to try to challenge you to actually take a time this morning and look at your life. Let's really see what's going on there. Now, as we find that the Lord is dealing with this situation in Revelation chapter 3, sometimes we miss the introduction. And he says this, and we need to get this. He said, these things said he that hath the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. Now, in Revelation chapter 1, we know he's talking about the seven spirits. He's talking about the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit working in our lives. And it's a sign of that. Uh, the messengers of God, these stars he's talking about here, uh, some folks think they're angels, some folks think they're, they're the pastors of these churches. Whatever it is, we need God's message to us this morning. Would you not agree? Amen. I want to hear what god has to say and god i want god to freely say whatever he needs to say i don't want him to back off from saying stuff that i need to hear this morning and that you need to hear this morning and and you've come to church anyway and so that being the case you know we need to pray god we need for you to speak to us this morning and lord help me to see the gaps that are in my life now what was the message here's the message i know thy works he knows and then here's the gap thou hast a name that liveth and is dead you have a name that's alive but you're you're dead uh, the name says life but your life says death say so what are you saying preacher i'm saying reputation character is what i'm saying reputation is what people think you are but character or reality is what you really are and what the lord's saying this morning hey guys I know your reality. Now, folks may know your reputation, and I understand that's not unimportant. I I got that. But not as important as our reality. Uh, There are some gaps in your life, there are some holes that need to be filled. And and I realize that Jesus is being very blunt here. He said to the church, You are dead. I don't know about you, but if I'd have been in that congregation, that would have depressed me. You know what I'm saying? i mean i wouldn't have been saying wow well, that man can't, you know uh surely that's not the case well it was the case they were dead they said they were alive but he, he said they were dead i don't know about you that would have been frustrating to me uh, have you ever been frustrated in church not here i'm sure but uh, but you've been frustrated you know and i i think frustrated even though it's a very difficult thing to be in our life it's very helpful to move us in the right direction if people get frustrated one of the reasons I come to church, I don't come to church for someone to tell me how good I am or even how bad I am. I, te- I come to church for folks to give me the word of God, let the Holy Spirit deal with me. I don't want to come to a church service and walk out. Nothing happened. I don't want that to be the case. And I, I realize the guy that may be delivering the message has a responsibility, but you do too. You've got a responsibility. It's not upon the fellow that's speaking. You have a responsibility. You should be praying before you walk into a service. you ought to be praying right now. God, you know, speak to me. God, is this something I need to know about in my life? God, I need to hear from you. And so you may be here this morning and you're a bit, you're a bit uh, frustrated uh, about what's going on in your life, about with your kids or with your marriage or with your job. And you're kind of feeling that frustration and and I realize that, you know, we don't like to admit that, but it does come into our life, and, it's, and it can be good for us. It can be beneficial to us because as frustration comes into our life, we see areas where we need to grow, where we need to go forward in our life, and, and we need to see that. I, 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 I so challenge you about that. We need to grow and frustration. It would be a problem if every time you come to church that you're never frustrated about what's going on about your life or whatever. Uh, that tells me something's wrong. Maybe you're dead. You know, it concerns me what doesn't concern people today. What people really focus on today. Uh, what they think is so important, you know. You need to kind of maybe disconnect from some of the media that you're connected to. You know, that might be very helpful to you. And I'm not saying you ought to stick your head in the sand. I think you ought to stick your head in the Word of God. You want to know how to behave in this crazy world that we're living in? You want to know what to do and how to, how to function in this very difficult and, and problematic world that we're living in? We need to plug into the Word of God, and I and challenge, challenge you to do that. And we need to see the difference, this gap between reputation and reality. And to me, one of the biggest gaps is this, what you say and what you do. That, to me, is one of the biggest gaps, what you say and what you do. <laughs> there was this gentleman that was always declaring his love for his, uh, for his wife, and he would say all kinds of things. And he said, honey, I love you so much, I would die for you. And she just burst out in tears. I said, honey, what's wrong? She said, you always say that, but you never do it. I should have left that out, right? <laughs> I won't get you back now, will I? You're heading down that road, aren't you? You're gonna you're gonna stay down that road. Well, <laughs> in a bizarre way, <laughs> that kind of uh, explains, you know, what we say and what we do. There's a real gap in that situation today. And I hope you don't take it to that extreme, but but I, I think it's that if there if particularly the day that we're living in, we we say stuff, but we don't function that way like an example you say you love the lord but do you you say you love god you say you you really love him with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and and yet it seems like he doesn't have very much impact you know when you love someone they're going to impact your life you're going to really see their life in your life i mean they're going to be a part of everything you do because you love them and you know the bible talks about love in first corinthians 13 and all the things about how it doesn't behave itself unseemly doesn't puff itself out and all that kind of stuff and and how that it really it talks about a, a almost a complete change in an individual if they really if you really if you really love someone you want to be around that person don't you and so you really you say i really love the lord but it's interesting how so many things takes precedent over God in our life. You see, what we say and what we do, I heard the person say this, what you say, speaks so, what you do speaks so loud that I can't hear what you're saying. That kind of impacted my life when I heard that. You know? So this is one of the gaps. Another one is this, you want to be Jesus' disciple. Say, preacher, I want to be Jesus' disciple. Well, do you know what the word disciple means? It means discipline. To be a disciple of Jesus Christ requires discipline in our life. I mean, you know, you hear us, and sometimes people think, well, because you're a church, you say this kind of stuff. But you hear us say, you need to read God's Word. You know why you don't read God's Word? Because you don't have any discipline in your life. You know what you do? What's what's important to you, what you've disciplined your life to do. If you're reading the Word of God, it's because you have discipline. You're a disciple of Jesus Christ. That's one of the evidences that you really want to be a disciple, that you're reading the Word of God. He says how many times? Hide God's Word in your heart. Read the Word of God. Why? Because in the Word of God, it is food for the soul and direction for the life. We need to get into the Word of God. Do you pray? It takes discipline to pray. You have to pray. Yeah, I mean, you, it's important that you that you talk to the Lord. Uh, and, I, and I realize in one sense that probably you have a communication with God most of the time. Don't you all? Uh, I, I find myself, every time I get in the car with my wife and she's driving, I pray. Is she here? Oh, praise God. She's making an 11 o'clock service. I won't use that at 11 o'clock. You can count on that. Don't put that on the tape or on the whatever. But, but, but anyway... You, yeah, you need you it, it takes discipline to pray i mean it takes discipline you know uh, uh, i'm gonna have it now before i get out of the bed I, i'm talking to god about stuff uh, uh, there's things i'm uh, there's a prayer list i'm going over and I, and, and uh, there's people i'm praying for and, and and i think it's it's a discipline to do that you say you want to be my disciple but 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 your life says something else you won't even read the word of god you haven't done a discipline to do that you're not you're not, praying, you're not giving. It takes discipline to do these things. And so I think it's important to understand. And, and, and I realize that what we're talking about uh, this morning it can be very frustrating. Uh, you say, these are things that you're, 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 as I'm talking about these things this morning, you're saying, these are things that I'm struggling with. Can I help you? I'm struggling with those things too. Uh, that's what Satan fights. If he can fight you on the very basic areas, the foundation, the fundamental foundations of our, of our Christian life, he can pretty much stop you. And I can tell you this. You may think you're the only one in this room that uh, is feeling the frustration right now, but I guarantee you everybody feels this frustration because we're talking about a life, not a religion. And a life is everyday functioning. It's a living, breathing, functioning thing. I want to be Jesus' disciple. Do Do you even know what that means? Maybe you hear this morning say, here's the gap. What we say, what we do. And that's what the Lord was saying here. The gap was, you say you're this, but you're really this. That was the gap. You say, preacher, I love my family. But you don't spend any time with them. Maybe you think someday when you finish whatever you're doing, you'll have time. And so you need to, the way you spell love is is T-I-M-E. You need to spend time. You say, I really want to do ministry, but you never do. You say that I really value integrity, but you're always cutting corners. You say I really value purity, but you're filling your mind with trash. You're not going to be able to be pure and put junk in your mind. Junk in, junk out. You see what I'm saying? And so we say, and this is what Jesus was seeing here. He was saying what they were saying and what they were doing was not the same thing. And so he surmised, You're dead. Pretty severe, isn't it? You're dead. Your behavior is dead, you see. And so I think it's important that we understand that. The thing I challenge you this morning is to be honest enough to hear the kind of words that the Lord is saying here. Uh, They may not be pleasant words, but they're needful words. You need to hear this. What you're saying, what you're doing is not the same thing. It's not right. You're doing it wrong. And the thing I encourage you this morning is that, you know, if you don't heed what I'm saying, you will pay for this. It's not going to go away. You don't sow sow the wild oats and pray for a crop failure. It ain't happening. You're going to pay for it. You may not like that. That may be something you don't want to hear, but it is a reality. You're going to pay for it. Your your family will pay for it. Your heart will pay for it. And and so I think it's very important to understand we're not talking about something that is going to go away. We're talking about something that uh, Jesus Christ brought to the attention of the Sardis Church as well as bringing it to our attention. You guys are saying this, but you're doing this. There's a gap. Don't you see it? You may be here this morning say, well, I see the gap. It almost seems like the Grand Canyon. I can't seem to get over it. And I, I realize that it can be frustrating, and I understand that. But the reality is you need to understand that, that God indeed, he, he can help us with this. If But the first thing is we've got to see it. I wonder what the gaps that we maybe be in your life this morning. Maybe you have the materialism gap. Uh, do you think that we're living in a world that's materialistic? Stuff will make you happy. Oh, Say, preacher... That's just a new phenomenon. When I was a young person, are you you familiar with Brill Cream? You would squirt that, you was when you squeezed teeth, what come out of Brill Cream? There was a girl. I mean, she was right, you remember that? And, And a little dab would, now it wouldn't do me much good now, but I'm past the dab. I mean, the dab no longer helps me. I need a gob, you know, to help me now but but you know it's always been that way you know it's always been that kind of a situation you know if this will make you happy if you had more stuff stuff will make you happy that's called materialism uh the more you have the happier you are isn't that right but the bible sometimes bible says somewhere life does not consist in the abundance of the things you possess see that's why i need to read the bible It'll help you understand that stuff is not true. But the materialism we live in in a world that's very materialistic, the the fear gap, maybe that's one thing that is maybe in your life. It's a huge gap for people. Uh, Folks have a hard time with the truth because they don't want to offend anybody. Isn't that amazing? We live in a world that doesn't want to offend anybody but Christians. We don't care about offending Christians and believers in Jesus Christ. We'll offend him all you want. Anything else, you you can't say anything. And we're fearful what people might say. Uh, the pride gap. Uh, always want folks to notice it's the lying gap, we have a problem with lying. How about the forgiveness gap? That's a huge one. Uh, we find a hard time forgiving. Let me help you with uh, With forgiveness. Forgiveness is a process. It's not something you can do automatically. I think it's very important to understand that. Uh, it's not something we can all of a sudden say, well, okay, I take care of that? No, it, it's a process. We have to work at that. Uh, the image gap, you know, we, the things we have, the things that we drive, the ways we try to impress people here here's the deal guys we need to pray lord help me see the gaps in my life help me to be aware of the situations that are there you see he pronounced to this church a very serious and we're going to talk about this in a couple of weeks when i speak to you again on this thing and i'm going to kind of finish up this lesson here in a couple of weeks with that kind of will tile this together so i i encourage you about that but but the thing this morning the reason i'm i'm, I'm kind of separating this from the the rest of the lesson because if you don't see this, you ever try to give a solution to someone that doesn't think they need it? Doesn't do any good, does it? This will work for you. What are you talking about? I, 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 no, no, this no. Until you see it, You can't can't deal with it. And so this morning, my my goal is for you to be able to to scrutinize your life and what you say, what you do, what you say, what you do, and to be able to see that. And here, you've heard me say this before, but here's the key. The revealing of my feeling is the beginning of healing. If you'll admit there's a difficulty, something can be done. If not, you're dead. Can't get much clearer than that. I encourage you this morning to pray God help me not to ignore these gaps in my marriage in my love for you in my family in my purity help me not to excuse we preached this last week or the last lesson help me not to be comfortable with things I should be uncomfortable with so this morning you got a choice to make you can pretend everything's okay hey i don't have a problem with my marriage we have no problem with our children uh, we have no problem in my career I, I have no problem in my personal life everything i say i do you know or you could say lord um, i need your help i need your help This morning, my challenge to you, you may be here this morning, and you may not know Christ as your personal Savior. You may know all about Jesus. You may have been been baptized. You may be a member of Sunshine Baptist Church or whatever church, but there's a gap because what you say and what you do is not the same thing, and and you're even confused about it. Your life does not play out to what you say you are, and, and you try to push that down, but the reality is that something's wrong. So you have an opportunity, and this is the the reason why that Jesus dealt so severely with this church because there still was time. You can still do something about it. It doesn't have to be that way. choice is yours, guys, this morning. The Scripture says this morning, if you hear my voice speaking of, of God, the Holy Spirit, harden not your heart. father we come to you this morning we're thankful for the word of god we're we're thankful for this uh really painful lesson that we're that we see that's being dealt with when it comes to the church here in in the revelation in sardis and god I, I pray i know there's folks who walked in this morning and and we know god that they're dealing with some real serious gaps in their life what they say what they do not the same thing they're reputation and reality doesn't stack up maybe the problem here this morning is they don't really know you as personal savior if they would die right now they don't know where they'd really spend eternity they kind of hope they would go to heaven but with evidence that we see it's not not real clear and may they come this morning say god i you know i want to make sure this is make sure about eternity there's folks this morning lord that they've fallen down in that area they've that trap that satan has laid for them and and, God, I, that I pray that they've, now they've started lying to themselves. I pray they'll be honest with themselves and say, hey, things are not right in my relationship with my, my family, my wife, my kids. Things are not right with my, my relationship with you, God, and my, my life and my ministry. And Father, I pray that this morning that we'll not walk out of here with that, that gap. May this morning we have enough integrity and character to say, you know, that's a fact. There's some gaps in my life that need to be taken care of. And with your heads bowed and eyes closed, I'm going to pray for you. See, preacher, there are some gaps in my life.